Hello and welcome to Hub City Now. I'm your host, Tyrone Tony Reed Jr. We are here today with a guest who's been here before. Uh, we didn't get to see him last time because we were right. just doing audio. But um, this is uh, Darren Hollinsworth, and he's here to talk to us today about the Jackson Out of the Darkness walk. Uh, Darren, uh, tell us um, who you are mm -hmm. and about the Jackson Out of the Darkness walk. Sure. I am a native of Tennessee. Okay. Uh, 32 years in Memphis. Okay, that's my hometown. Yeah. <laughs> we always have to ask, where'd you go to high school? Whitehaven High School. Okay, so right down the Mark. street from Graceland. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of my first jobs was up there. I'll okay. talk about that off there. Um, so I was in Memphis for 32 years, then Las Vegas for nine, San Francisco for nine. Wow. And in 2018, I had a pretty severe mental health crisis, mm -hmm. and it was necessary that I come home. Okay. And my mom moved to Jackson about uh, 12 years ago now, almost 13 years ago now. Okay. And so it was natural that I came here, and mm -hmm. I have loved it ever since. Mm -hmm. It's just really become home to me. Right. So um, this is this um, walk is in conjunction with. Um, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention? Correct. All right. And um, this the walk will be Saturday, November 5th uh, at North Park in Jackson, Tennessee from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Right. Uh, tell us how you got involved with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Well, in my personal journey with mental health, um, depression, anxiety, and PTSD, mm -hmm. I began to look for resources and organizations that were doing uh, preventative work mm -hmm. and mental health-based work rather than mental illness-based work. Okay. And um, there are what, so, what are the differences? It's a great. That's a great. Um, a great distinction. And some of it is um, just the way we who suffer with things learn to cope with it. Okay. When I'm sick. I'm mentally ill. You know, when I in 2018, I was very ill mm -hmm. uh, with depression, anxiety, and some some PTSD things that that were going on for me. By 2019, I got healthy, mm -hmm. um, and so I was in my my journey of mental health. Okay, point, if that makes sense. So um, I'm not a clinician, a counselor, right, a therapist. Right. I have made good use of all of those <laughs> folks, but I find that um, that's just how it helps me cope in my journey. So mm -hmm. I got to know. American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, or AFSP, to mm -hmm. make it a little bit shorter, via doing some research in the uh, late 2000s, early teens. Okay. And I found that they did at the time uh, primarily what they called the Out of the Darkness Overnight Walk, which was an 18-mile walk. Wow. And I lived in San Francisco at the time, and so I trained for it because mm -hmm. 18 miles is not like our <laughs> right. little, our little fun walk right. Um, right, right. on Saturday, November the 5th at North Park. It's just that nice little loop around North Park. Right. But the 18-mile walk meant a lot to me. I learned a lot about the work of mm -hmm. AFSP. Uh, and since then, I've done various community walks in both San Francisco and then when I got back here and got healthy, it turned out that the very first walk in Jackson was in 2019. So I got okay. involved with that then. All right. Um, and how, how, how did the um, pandemic affect you all? Because if the 2019 was the first one, yeah. it's been two years since we've had the last... You know, I will tell you, it was a very hard year. Number one, mental health, um, people experiencing mental health mm -hmm. and mental illness challenges were escalating at the mm -hmm. time, right? Mm -hmm. And so those of us who already had 
experienced that, we're seeing it around us. And we right. wanted to be stand in our health and stand in support of eliminating stigma. But you couldn't walk together in the fall right. of 2020. Mm-hmm. So AFSP did a wonderful job of trying to create a virtual experience to keep people safe. Mm-hmm. Um, some people were able to do kind of neighborhood walks with, you know, distanced with right. friends. Right. For me, it was a horrible experience, not to because of anything that AFSP did, but I ended up kind of alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I was dog sitting at the, on the day of the walk, the virtual walk. Mm-hmm. And it's no fun to do this work alone. So right. that's why we want more people to come out and right. join us in the walk because we come together as a community to build conversation around mm-hmm. our health. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I'm, I'm looking at a at the fundraiser sheet mm-hmm. that I put pr- printed out, uh, it says, will you help save lives and bring hope to those affected by suicide? It says the Jackson Out of the Darkness Walk is a special event that provides community connection, healing, and hope for su- for survivors of suicide loss and those with lived experiences in West Tennessee. Um, it says by registering for the walk on November 5th, 2022, you are joining a strong community united in an effort to fight suicide while showing up for yourself, recognizing and honoring those you love, raising awareness, educating communities, supporting one another, and sharing hope. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, as I've printed this, and this is um, today is we're recording this on October twenty fourth on a Monday. Uh, it says that you all have raised thirteen thousand two hundred eleven dollars of your fifteen thousand dollar goal. That's that's awesome. Yeah, we're pretty excited about that. Um, we reached fifteen ish last year. Okay. Um, but I'm wow, a con- from and that was virtual, right? Well, no, twenty one. We got to walk did, together. Okay. Again. All right. All yeah. Right, so right. that was wonderful, and okay. we had about a hundred plus people come out with us. Okay. But we, um, I wasn't confident as a walk co-chair that we could get there again just because <laughs> of some of the ways, anecdotally, I did some of that fundraising via dog sitting. So, oh, okay. so when clients of mine who I was dog sitting uh, kind of as a side hustle at the time, I would just say, give the, the boarding fee or whatever right. you would board them, whatever. Right. So I knew it was a little bit elevated. Mm-hmm. But this year we have had so many volunteer fundraisers and we've really increased our sponsorship. The Jackson mm-hmm. community um, has really responded well um, to to my additional conversation with them okay. and to many of our volunteers' conversation with them. So uh, we have a wonderful list of, of volunteers I mean, a wonderful list of sponsors, many of whom have been recruited by volunteers. And that's at our website at AFSP.org slash Jackson TN. And you can see all of those and see how to register. But that number means a lot to us. And we know we have one more sponsorship coming in that I think is going to really edge us more toward that line. And people are really active right now fundraising. All right. How how can, if somebody... We, we still got more show to go, but um, how can, uh, if anybody's listening now or watching, how can they sponsor or give? What, what do they do through that? What we would love, this walk is definitely designed to raise money. Mm-hmm. We want to build community, as what you read said. Right. It is about building community and connection for those of us who have that lived experience, either mm-hmm. of loss or of our own struggle or journey, uh, or supporting uh, those who do. So we want people to come out. So the best way to do that is to register to let us know you're coming. Now there's no fundraising requirement, there's no registration fee. Um, 
you get a great looking purple t-shirt if you do raise $150. Okay. <laughs> um, and so that is part of the way someone could get involved is that, that AFSP.org org slash Jackson TN. There's a way to register and there's a way to donate and we welcome either and all. Um, okay. Can people bring their animals? Um, we're at North Park, so we do invite people to bring animals as long as they're leashed okay. and, um, you know, good, I know with, some people good wanna, with the crowd. Yeah, I know some people are like, I don't want to leave them at home. You know, our walk is them. intimate enough at this point that... I, I'm a dog lover, obviously. Mm. I said I was dog sitter, but so I don't like the idea of little little dogs getting trampled. Right. <laughs> um, and when you're doing a walk, you're there mm. to walk. We don't run. That's mm. an important note. Um, because we're building community, we want, we want people to be able to leisurely walk, walk and talk and to, talk each, to other, each, right. each other. Exactly. Mm. So um, we don't. So there, dogs are welcome for sure, and kids okay. are welcome. We have a rock painting station that we'll be doing with kids. Okay. I paint kindness rocks and leave them around town, so I bring that to the walk with some volunteers and it's wonderful to see kids and adults actually last year more adults <laughs> i think painted rocks than oh. <laughs> than did kids so well since we're we're talking about suicide prevention mm -hmm. and and bringing awareness to that um because as you said i mean these last two years have been unprecedented for a lot of people and a lot of people who weren't really thinking about their mental health had to mm -hmm including me, because mm -hmm. I got anxiety from mm -hmm. report. I was reporting on COVID seven days a week Yes, and uh, doing the numbers and the deaths. And, and that was a lot. And I didn't think I was being affected by it until I was being affected by it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, um, according to uh, AFSP's uh, website, mm -hmm. these are the top 10 things that they've learned from research about suicide. Um, number one, suicide is related to brain functions that affect decision-making and behavioral control, making it difficult for people to find positive solutions. Two, limiting a person's access to methods of killing themselves dramatically decreases suicide rates in communities. Three, 90% of people who die by suicide have an underlying and potentially treatable mental health right. condition. Four, depression, bipolar disorder, and substance use are strongly linked to suicidal thinking and behavior. Specific Number five, specific treatments used by mental health professionals, such as cognitive behavior therapy, uh, dialectical behavior therapy, have been proven to help people manage their suicide ideation and behavior. Six, no one takes their life for a single reason. Life stresses combined with known risk factors factors such as childhood trauma, substance use, or even chronic physical pain can contribute to someone taking their life. Seven, asking someone directly if they're thinking about suicide won't put the idea in their head. Most will be relieved someone starts a conversation. Eight, certain medications used to treat depression or stabilize mood have been proven to help people reduce suicidal thoughts and behavior. Nine, if someone can get through the intense and short moment of active suicidal crisis, chances are they will not die by suicide. And 10, most people who survive a suicide attempt, 85 to 95% go on to engage in life. Hmm. Those are, are some very important facts for, for people to know. Mm -hmm. um, and so many people don't know how to talk to people about suicide right. or suicide prevention. Um, what are some of the things that you, you, you all have talked with others about 
Because I know one of the main questions that a lot of people ask when someone commits suicide or attempts to is, why didn't I notice? Or what mm. could I have what could I have done to mm. prevent that from happening? So there's a couple of things I'll say there to you, Tony, that, that um, it's a serious topic, mm-hmm. uh, but so is cancer, and right. so is heart disease, mm-hmm. and so is high blood pressure, and so is stroke. And as the data points, it can be as instant as one of those other health events, mm-hmm. as instant as a heart attack, a stroke. Um, and in the right conversation with the right awareness, it, it can be as survivable. So we need to talk about the hope that's in that. Right. We talk also, and I, and I just have had the opportunity in doing this work for 10 years or more to learn myself, only in the past couple of years that we have started to speak of death by suicide mm-hmm. and someone taking their own life rather than someone committing suicide. Okay. And that's because historically and culturally, Culturally, from a religious perspective, suicide is a sin. So Mm. someone has committed a sin. Um, Legally, for years, suicide was illegal. Therefore, someone could be incarcerated or institutionalized. So um, some have said to me, well, Darren, is that just a politically correct way? No, that's a publicly compassionate way Mm -hmm. to speak about suicide in a way that doesn't shame family or survivor. and, and helps people understand that it's like any other disease-based catastrophic death incident. Mm-hmm. Now, to answer your question about survivors of loss, mm-hmm. uh, many of us who have survived loss put ourselves through that story, the right. questions, like right. we do when someone else dies, suddenly, mm-hmm. you know, why didn't I help them eat better? Or why mm-hmm. didn't I ask them to stop smoking sooner? But with suicide, because of the stigma, um, we work hard to comfort survivors where they are and help them understand that there are frequently not direct signs and symptoms, but there are listening cues. AFSP has created a program called Talk Saves Lives, Mm -hmm. and that helps people learn to listen and watch behaviors. When you see changes in behavior in someone, a withdrawal from community, um, excessive use of alcohol, they may have had drinks before, but now they're binging. Mm -hmm. Um, There may be um, other indication of just not wanting to get out of bed, which can be a sign of a, a depression. Um, intense anger can be, I don't know how you experienced anxiety, but intense anger or, or rigidness mm-hmm. can be a sign of, and particularly if it's a change for the person. If they're right. normally a mild-mannered person mm-hmm. and they are changing suddenly or seem to be triggered. Right. Um, there are things to watch for, but survivors and we at, who support survivors can help so much by listening, mm-hmm. um, having those real conversations, not being afraid to say the word. Right. Um, because a lot of people are. They're, they're, if I say suicide, as this is those uh, top 10 things you see it, they think, well, I'm putting the, the idea in their head, mm-hmm. but the idea is already there. You know, and there are there are words to use in those types of real conversations um, to say, are you thinking of harming yourself? Or, or do you feel safe? Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anybody you can be with? Mm-hmm. Because mm, I don't, I'm not the statistician. I appreciate so much what AFSP does in research. I'm mm-hmm. a very 
I've been a fundraiser most of my career. Okay. Um, so I, but I also need data to go right. with the emotion that goes with the stories. And mm -hmm. in this case, I have to stay somewhat data driven for my own help. Um, but I love the, the research and then the education that comes from that research, the outreach to families who've experienced loss or survivors who have made attempts. Um, and then the advocacy, 988 is a number that I want to make sure we talk about today. Okay. Are you familiar with 988? No, I'm not. What is 988? Thanks for letting me introduce <laughs> that then, because um, one of the big areas of work at a national level for AFSP, um, there is Tennessee staff and there are walks all across the state of Tennessee and there are things in Tennessee that benefit from AFSP. Okay. But at a national level, AFSP helps direct advocacy for suicide prevention. Okay. That can be for military and veterans. It can be for other groups like the LGBTQ youth community mm -hmm. that are most at risk. Mm -hmm. um, and for others that we're finding now that are kind of at pandemic risk. Um, news professionals, right. as, you've, <laughs> yeah. as you've mentioned, um, and other frontline right. uh, people. Um, so AFSP does this advocacy work and advocacy gets involved with legislation and lawmaking and all right. of that. So one of the projects that a AFSP was very involved in is 988. Mm -hmm. It is a, a direct, easy to use, dial in, somewhat like 911. Key differences, 911 is for an emergent catastrophic incident. Right. Generally that has already happened. Right. Um, so, 988 is more of a preventative or a place that a person who's sitting with mm -hmm. uh, someone who may be struggling can call and they can make the call together. Okay. Um, 911 is going to trace to your geopositioning. 988 does not. Okay. 988 does um, go to people who know your region so that they know what resources are available to okay. you. But it's not address specific and no one is coming out to help uh, in that situation. And we just want to promote awareness of that because that's only new this year. Okay. So you can call or text it? Is it either or, or how does? Yes, that work? yes. I um, I I have not known much about the texting okay. portal okay. Uh, part part of that, but um, that capability is there. Okay, that is awesome. Again, if you're just now tuning in, we are talking to Darren Hollinsworth, who is here to talk to us about Walk to um, the Jackson Out of the Darkness Walk. Uh, sponsored by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Uh, it will be in North Park in Jackson, Tennessee, Saturday, November 5th. The event begins at 9 a.m. and ends at 12 p.m. But, you know, once you meet new friends and start talking, it, it goes over. To <laughs> we have been very fortunate to have good weather. Mm -hmm. So it has been a wonderful thing to watch people just like hang out. So right, right. we have community resource partners that come. Um, one of our best partners here locally, I need to do a shout out, That's is, fine. is the Tennessee Suicide Prevention Network. Okay. The staff member for that here is Lindsay Carr. And... Every state was mandated by the federal government to bring more attention to suicide prevention. And in the state of Tennessee, it's under the Department of Health and Human Services, I believe is the acronyms and all of that. But you've got treatment for or Tennessee Mental Health Coalition and Mental Health uh, for Addiction Services from right. the state. 
Similarly, Lindsay's position is funded by the state for Tennessee Suicide Prevention Network, and, and AFSP partners with organizations like TSPN to gather the research and to help support research with educational materials. And so feet on the ground here, T TSPN and Lindsay do trainings to help equip people. They do grief support okay. locally. Um, so there'll be tables like that. Um, Pathways will have a table, other mental health resources. And one of our sponsors is iMind Mental Health and Wellness. And um, we just need for people to know that there are resources. You know, there's, right. there's wonderful quick care and we've had a heightened awareness of where you can get a COVID test, where you can get a vaccine. Mm -hmm. Now we need for people to know that there's lots of good mental health resources here in Jackson and Madison County and really all of West Tennessee. We, we hope to grow this walk to be called more of the West Tennessee out of the darkness walk because right. we are already drawing from a broader region than just Madison County. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. So it, just like Darren said, if you're in West Tennessee or and you want to come come join uh, Saturday, November 5th, 2022, at North Park in Jackson, Tennessee. Uh, the event begins at 9 a.m. and ends at 12 p.m. You can register at afsp.org forward slash Jackson TN. Mm -hmm. um, get your family, your, your friends. You can bring your pets on a leash. Mm -hmm. Make sure that everybody comes. Um, mm. I wanted to bring this up, uh, teens and suicide, what parents should know. It says, as a parent, you can approach suicide prevention in the same way you do other safety or health issues for children. By educating yourself, you can learn what puts kids at greatest risk for suicide and what protects them most strongly. Uh, one of the questions on the website um, was, should parents be concerned about teen suicide? The answer is, suicide is in the news and in popular entertainment now more than ever, especially in regards to teens, you can play a role in building up your child's mental health simply by becoming aware of the risk factors and warning signs that can lead to suicide, making yourself available to your child, knowing how to practice having a caring conversation, and being aware that help is always available. The, these, these are the facts. There were approximately 100,000 teens between 15 and 19 years old uh, suicide deaths over the 40-year period between 1975 through 2015, mm -hmm. the most recent year covered by the study. Boys take their lives in three to four times the rate of girls. The suicide rate for teen boys saw a rise that peaked in the late 80s and early 90s, then lowered in the late 90s and early 2000s. This may be attributed to the pediatricians increasingly taking on the role of treating depression. However, the rate has unfortunately been rising again since 2006. The suicide rate for teen girls had a similar but less dramatic pattern. There, have, there has been an increase for girls over the last 10 to 12 years. It's worth noting there are fluctuation, fluctu, fluctuations in suicide rates of all age groups over time, Youth rates remain significantly lower compared to every older age group. So I would say from a very personal experience, unfortunately, my first experience with loss to suicide was when I was a teenager okay. and a young man in my church died by suicide. Mm -hmm. And upon recollection of resources and information that's now available, um, we were very uninformed. 
tons of stigma for the family, his surviving siblings. So I never want a family or a church or anyone to have to go through that again. Right, right. As recently as Saturday, I was at the farmer's market doing a a promotion for the walk. Mm -hmm. And a young girl, a young lady, um, approached my table. I could tell she was very engaged. And we began a conversation. And she said, yeah, I've had to educate myself about this. She was 16 years old. Wow. And I've had to educate th- myself about this because I lost a 15-year-old friend recently to suicide. Right. So Tennessee numbers are different than mm-hmm. some of the national numbers. Mm-hmm. We need to be attentive to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and numbers are looked at differently. But in my view, if one person loses their life to suicide, that affects such a ripple in their church, their school, their community, right. their parents. Um, and that's... Somewhat research-based, but that's experiential for me. And so teens are so at risk for a lot of reasons. Over the past two years, the isolation, Mm -hmm. the the sense of identity that was associated with school and Mm -hmm. achievement and sports and those things, um, the sense of pressure for college admissions and college achievement, and then bullying, be it in person or on social media, there are are lots of signs that point to risks for teen suicide. And we just need to educate ourselves. It it is. I like the way that AFSP positions it there. It's another of a a education, a conversation that parents have the opportunity to have, you know, conversations around bicycle helmets or skateboard helmets, you know. Um, And so it is safety. It's about safety for young people and helping them feel that they're not alone. Right, right. Well, our time is coming to an end. Um, We, again, uh, invite you to the Jackson Out of the Darkness Walk, which is Saturday, November 5th, 2022, um, North Park uh, in Jackson, Tennessee. Event begins at 9 a.m. Event ends at 12 p.m. Register at afsp.org forward slash Jackson TN. I wanted to show you all this wonderful flyer. and just invite you all out. We will have this on our Facebook page. You can uh, open with your camera and bra- browser to register. Uh, if you're a sponsor, if you want to give 150 or more, Darren will be happy to hear from you and talk to you about that. Absolutely. Um, feel free to register. And um, don't make this just a one-time donation. This is something that you can, you can donate throughout the year, can't throughout you? Throughout the year in honor of people, in memory um, of loss. And the work goes on throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, very importantly, in the school year, for okay. the population we just mentioned, for college campuses. College kids are also very high-risk category for the obvious reasons. So, yeah, the work of AFSP goes on throughout the year and helping people stay mm-hmm. out of the darkness mm-hmm. is what all of us who volunteer with this are really committed to doing is building that community. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to our sponsors, R&R Custom Wheels and Tires Express and Baskerville Funeral Home. Again, go out to Jackson Out of the Darkness Walk, which is Saturday, November 5th, 2022. At North Park, Jackson, Tennessee. Event begins at 9 a.m. Uh, register at afsp.org forward slash Jackson TN uh, to find out more information and get, um, look up information about, you know, if you're a parent or if you're a teen or if you just want to help others. Uh, there's a lot of great information on that site. And we thank you, Darren, for being with us. You're always welcome. Just feel free to let us know and we'll be happy to have you on here. Thanks for having me again. All right.
thank you so much. And we'll talk to you again next week.